Hello, hi, and bienvenue to Lost in Translation, where I explore with guests a word and draw upon their experience, their life story, their culture, their point of view, so no one ever gets lost in translation. I'm your host, Cynthia Bernard, and together, let's bridge gaps, embrace different cultures, and honor every single voice. Welcome to Lost in Translation, where we unlock the true meaning behind words, ensuring that no one ever gets lost along the way. So, hi everyone who's listening. For this episode, we will explore the word premiere as we premiere this series of Lost in Translation. And I'm so happy to have this particular guest. It's the first time we're actually going to talk in real life type of thing. <laughs> It's going to be a writing um, a friendship relationship yet. And this past winter, um, during one of the most important regional, I think, of the season, I was at home, which is usually not what happens to me. And I was looking at all the independent A high ranked then groups, because then I was a director of Lisa Eclipse, we were also high ranked. So looking at the competitive side of things and geeking out. And um, that's how I stumbled upon the Magnolia project. And I was As people know me, last year's program of the Magnolia is not the type of show that I personally write as a designer. It's not the type of thing that I go for. But this production in particular, which I think was called Remember Me, you can, or Remember When, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Remember um, When. I don't know. The performance, the way the members just uh, performed, how it exudes even through just a little, a little scream of floor marching. Um, I was completely shaken to the core, and as an ex-director, uh, we don't have often we don't write enough to the directors, which it's lonely on top. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna write to that person, the name that was told at the end of the program to be like, this is impressive and completely crazy. We're, you're gonna go so far with this program, not knowing you. And now I'm really happy we're gonna talk for the first time. So hi, Jesse, how are you? Hi, I'm so good, how are you? I'm really, really good. I'm really happy to talk to you. It's that type of um, connection that I had with you that I feel that it, it doesn't happen often, or at least mm -hmm. I'm a really big introvert. So to write to someone to just reach out. Mm -hmm. But when someone has nice eyes, you just say it out loud. And this show was so, so, so touching. Um, but let's get to know each other a little bit more because we okay. just talked about the, your program yeah. uh, a little bit, right? Yeah. So how did you start with Color Guard? Before we go into the word premiere, like who are yeah. you? How did you start to, with Color Guard? And so I grew up, I'm originally from Kansas, um, from Atchison, Kansas, but um, I went to elementary school. I started in the third grade in Tennessee. Um, and so that's where I went to um, junior high and high school as well. My older sister was actually in color guard before me. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I actually cheered um, most of my life and okay. believe it or not. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but my older sister was in color guard. And so she, you know, would always ask me, um, you know, if I wanted to join or like come outside, you know, and um, like learn how to spin and, you know, different things like that. And of course, at the time, you know, I was like, no, that's lame. I don't want to <laughs> do that, you know. Um, and then um, I got to high school and um, 
took a year off of cheerleading and um, going into my sophomore year, I was like, well, what the hell? I'll just, you know, give it a try. And uh, from the, honestly, probably from the very first like rehearsal, the very first audition, like I just fell in love um, Mm. with it. And so I did it my sophomore, junior and senior year of high school. Um, And then after I got out of high school, um, I marched at Eclipse um, Mm. And oh, that was in 04. And then I didn't march in 05. And then I marched in 06 and 07. Um, and so then um, after that, um, I was in school here at Western at the university that I teach at now. And I danced there for a couple semesters. And then um, really after that is kind of when I just dove into, into teaching. So you stopped marching pretty before you aged out type of thing. If I, yes. mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And you started teaching right away at the high school as a designer, as a choreographer tech, like what was your, um, at when I, so when I first got out of high school, um, as I was marching, um, I went back to the high school that I came from and taught mm-hmm. a little bit just as a tech. Um, and, uh, you know, when I very first started teaching, I was just kind of like here and there, you know, at a couple of, you know, random, yeah. just different programs, kind of just, you know, getting my footing and stuff like that. Um, and then really it wasn't until um, the year after I quit marching. So my last year performing was in 07. And, um, the following year, my, one of my best good friends, and she's still my best good friend now. Um, she's actually a judge now too. In the area that she was in, she started an independent group, um, Elizabethtown independent. And so I went and taught with her there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were only out for two years, 08 and 09. We actually made finals in 09. Um, and, um, that's really kind of, that experience is what really kind of, made my teaching career kind of take off. Um, you know, I taught, um, around the area with several friends, um, for a number of years. Um, and then I taught at, um, Eastern high school in Louisville, um, with one of another, one of our mutual friends. Um, and he actually now, um, is one of the designers and choreographers for Magnolia. Okay. So just kind of full circle. Um, and after I left from teaching with him, I took a year off, um, because we were, my husband and I were pregnant, um, with our daughter and, um, I didn't want to be a balloon and be trying to teach, you know, in the middle of August and September, it was, you know, Mm. I felt like it was just going to be too much. Um, Mm -hmm. so, um, I took that year off, um, and then we had our daughter and then we ended up moving, um, down back down to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's where I started teaching at white house high school, which, eventually turned into the Magnolia project. How did, how did it transition? Why did you go independent? Like my best friend had lived with us, you know, uh, my husband and I on and off for several years. Um, also in the activity, um, we lost him that same fall. And so, um, when and he had taught with me too um mm-hmm. at that same program mm-hmm. um really all over the place mm-hmm. um he and i kind of just did every project together mm-hmm. up until that point um mm-hmm. 
he and I always wanted to have um, a winter guard program, you know, because mm-hmm. there wasn't much. Um, there's not a whole lot in the area. I mean, anything, you know, is is any other independent group is a few hours mm-hmm. from where we are. And so, you know, we always wanted to create an independent organization to give kids a home that wouldn't otherwise have one, you know, due to like, um, their financial situation yeah. or, you know, their like home life situation yeah. or, you know, because, you know, all kids aren't set up to be able to go and pay $1,500, you know, yeah. to March, you know, somewhere. And so, um, you know, and we had just lost him. So with that in mind, I, and us having to go independent anyway, I just decided to go ahead and start the Magnolia project. That's so interesting. So before we go, I was going to say deeper, but we went, <laughs> I'm happy. Um, I always ask the, the guest, the word is premiere for this mm-hmm. episode. And we're not going to go like every question talking about premiere. Cause the thing that is so interesting about you is that this group is so young so you just went through it and you're going to have a mm-hmm. premiere in open class so we're going to focus about this too but before all of this what does that word brings to you a, maybe a story or just a gut feeling like premiere I think premiere for me um it's mm-hmm. it sounds refreshing and I I think when I think of that like I I I feel like it truly means like beginning um, you know, the, the awakening of something, the beginning mm. of something. That's so cool. That's what I relate it to That's anyhow. Cool. Yeah. So the program is young. I, I, not as young as I thought it was, cause it, it, it's a birth of a bunch of different programs and you're working, but you had several premieres, uh, in the last years mm-hmm. and with the pandemic that we're not just not going to talk about it happened. It's in mm-hmm. the middle of your, of your stories in it. Um, but premieres as far as shows and regional and WGI, do you have specific memories of challenges you faced during the initial state or even, I mean, the initial state we're talking about what, six, three, four, four years, five years of program. Um, yeah. This winter, this upcoming season will be our fifth year in existence. So we've that's only, so... we've only existed for four winter seasons. Yeah. That's um, crazy. And the, so it, um, I think initially, um, it wasn't overly challenging because I still had the security of my high school program. I still Mm. had the security of that gym every week, you know, Um, and we were able to keep our regular rehearsal schedule throughout Mm -hmm. the week because these are all middle school and high school students. We didn't have to only rehearse on the weekends, Mm. um, you know, uh, like most independent teams have to. Um, So, you know, it allowed us a little bit more flexibility, I think. Um, but again, like I said, I still had the security of being, of being with my like high school. So, um, you know, we didn't have to fight for facilities or pay for facilities, you know, or anything, um, like that. Mm -hmm. However, um, that was the year that, COVID hit. So in our inaugural <laughs> year, um, you know, we went to the Nashville regional, not knowing that was our very last performance. Mm. Um, and, um, so about a week, maybe a week or so after that show, I think maybe is when we found out. 
I'm not, I'm not entirely mm. certain. So that kind of presented, you know, a whole nother set of challenges, not because, you know, we started the program or anything like that, but, you know, we had no idea what the future of the activity was even going to look like because mm -hmm. of COVID, you know, and all of a sudden we were in quarantine and, you know, the marching arts didn't exist anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, and then I think, you know, really coming out of that, we, we were just grateful to be able to, um, even, even really still exist, yeah. um, you know, going into that next winter season. So, um, which was a virtual year, mm -hmm. um, we had, a, I think we fielded maybe 22 members that next year. Um, but again, things were very strange. You know, we, like mm -hmm. we were wearing masks, you know, with uniforms and, and things like that. So still kind of uncertain, um, as to the future of the activity. Um, and then the year, after that one was our first year in person at WGI. Um, so we've only actually been to WGI physically twice. Hey everyone, it's Jeremy, the producer from On a Water Break, the main show. And while you're enjoying this great bonus content from some amazing hosts, there's a whole other show happening with guests, news, and plenty of other fun things that you and your friends are talking about on a water break. So take a moment, go subscribe so that you can get your notifications every week for the main episode of On a Water Break. If you have news or know of somebody that would be a great guest, or maybe you would be a great guest, email us at onawaterbreakpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at On a Water Break. And now back to this fantastic bonus content. And we'll see you at the show. So I geeked out and I looked for your programs and it felt like this year the program was a lot different, maybe creatively or mm -hmm. the inspiration was different. But then I'm saying that as I, and as I looking at the shows, they all are very different from one another. I mean, there's mm -hmm. still, I feel that training that seems to be like almost your brand. I don't want to put words into, but from an outside perspective, uh, a little bit like the Fandomet, you always see the Fandomet, but the shows are different. Like it, it seems like that, but this show seemed really different, really heartfelt. And so what inspired creatively or that vision, how did it happen for this show to be so, yeah, so deeply rooted in emotions or at least felt like <laughs> Um, I think every, every year I always try to do something that is going to, um, I guess I, I get a reaction. I don't want to say get a reaction because I feel like those, that verbiage kind of sounds cheap, you know, or maybe inconsiderate maybe, mm -hmm. but I, I always want to do something that is, is going to make you feel something. So yeah. Said, yeah, get a reaction, you know? Um, and I, I just, I think each year I try to challenge my, I try to outdo myself from the mm -hmm. previous year. I try to challenge myself, you know, um, cause I, we, we all as directors and creators have these visions, you know, of shows that we've always wanted to do, but, you know, felt like we couldn't because, you know, either like, you know, the props aren't going to be sufficient mm. or, you know, it, it's not feasible. You know, we always have these, these ideas that seem bigger than what we could actually achieve. And I think each year I try to achieve one of those, you know, types of, of shows. Um, and 
when we, so the Magnolia project, my friend, Ben, um, this was always our dream, you know, um, even calling it the Magnolia project, um, Mm -hmm. you know, loosely referencing, um, steel magnolias. Um, that was always like our sisterhood, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we were always going to call it the Magnolia project. And, um, so each show that we've done for me personally, um, has been to tell some kind of story or Mm -hmm. it's been a show, you know, that he and I had always talked about doing or something that, you know, it's just kind of always, I guess, been my connection to him, you know, still, um, because this was always the thing that we had. Mm -hmm. So going into this year, I feel like really in order to serve the program for what it fully can be, I needed to, I need, needed to let go. I needed to fully be able to let not forget, but be able to let go. And, you know, I think that's what really drove, um, this show for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and not this past year at WGI, but the, the previous year, um, during WGI, we were actually in rehearsal when my husband and I got the phone call that our sister-in-law had passed away. Um, she and I had had the same type of cancer. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, unfortunately hers was just, um, too far advanced, you know, when, by the time they found it. So, um, it was a battle, you know, for her for a while. And Mm -hmm. so we got that call that we had lost her. And so, um, a lot of her, her a lot she was in a lot of our winter show this past year Mm -hmm. um as well um and so I think just really the the letting go and embracing like the longevity of the program um is kind of just what drove the 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 you know creative ideas I guess um Mm -hmm. for this past year um as well as um I wanted to give the members something you know, it seems like every year we're just trying to get better and trying to get better and trying to get better and trying to reach this invisible yeah, excellent goal, yeah. you know, and I wanted the kids to be able to do something. I wanted them to be able to have a season where they weren't only focused on just achieving a higher skill set. I wanted them to be able to just be really good at what they were already really good at. Mm. Um you know, where when they're throwing a toss, it's not 50-50 if it's coming down into my hands or not, Mm -hmm. you know, um, where they were struggling, you know, every weekend to, to achieve things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of this was based on the kids too, from the, from the, the very beginning, you know, um, I wanted this to be too about what their personal connection, um, was to this or to the activity you know Mm -hmm. the the tune um the soundtrack you know is a duet and Mm -hmm. um you know I encouraged them to um write out and you know send me or discuss you know with someone anyone you know if if not with me like what their personal connection um to someone that they've lost or to the activity you know um different things like that to kind of really feel that emotion, um, and, you know, 
help them maybe to let go of something as well. Mm -hmm. Or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, Or really fully be able to appreciate performing in the moment. Um, You know, and so that's kind of where the visual perspective of the Magnolias um, Mm -hmm. from the production came into play Mm -hmm. um, was that it was just as much about the membership and the program itself as Mm -hmm. it was, you know, like a personal thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like really what made it what it was is the kids ability to connect and emote, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh yeah. Their story. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. And it's so smart and so different ways. And I didn't hear you at any point about you wanted to score high and make it to the sheets or apply this to be <laughs> like, it's oh, it right. yeah. like it was like the goal and maybe the driving. Cause it's always, mm-hmm. I don't say it's a goal, but we're competing. We love competition. That's not a bad thing, but right. For you to consider that, and it's, to me, it's not cheap at all to say you want to create an emotion because that's what art is. Like mm-hmm. it, it's how you even evaluate it at some point within it's in the color guard, or even if you're a journalist mm-hmm. giving a critique about a painting, like it needs to emote something and you don't have to like what it emotes into you as a mm-hmm. person. You don't have to like the emotions you're living, but if you feel something, there's a goal that was reached at least that's what I was told when I was evaluating (laughs) for different, even like dance Mm -hmm. anyway. But, um, but that is very smart to have something that the people in the crowd can, and it's part of the sheets too. And you didn't talk about Mm -hmm. the sheets, but it's part of the sheets and it it is a real Mm -hmm. effect. It does create a real effect for one, two, to have people and members that can just control what they're doing from almost the beginning of the season in a class, it, it makes sense with mm-hmm. the scoring sheets, but I also think it makes sense with the kids coming out of COVID. They have lived so many insecurities and so many hard things, even outside of color guard and winter guard mm-hmm. that I remember going back to the gym and having kids saying like, we just need to feel good. We just need mm-hmm. to feel good doing what we're doing. Um, and even the struggle to make finals, like how it's like, they don't want to, you you don't talk about competition in gyms, maybe people do, but but it's hard. Oh for no, them, we so definitely just... talk about competition a lot, and I I definitely agree with you. I mean, like it it we 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 compete, so mm. it's natural to be competitive. You know, yeah. it is natural to to do everything that you can. You yeah. know, to um to attain any type of success, whatever that word means to you, you know? Mm. Um, so we're, we're definitely competitive, but that, that does for me come secondary to the experience of like the members, you know, in Mm. the program and, Mm. you know, what they're going to be performing and different things like that. I Mm. would, I would give up making finals every year for people to just remember our show, you know, because they've been affected by it in some Mm -hmm. way, whether it's fun and upbeat, like the previous Mm -hmm. year was, we did a show about like a trailer park, you know, and it it was so fun. It was so fun to do. And, you know, we didn't make finals. We were two spots out of finals, but Mm -hmm. people still talk about that show, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, and granted it was only, you know, a year or two ago, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it created like a, an experience for the audience, yeah. you know, while they were watching it. Yeah. So, you know, again, like I said, like, yes, I'm, I, we are competitive, but it, it comes secondary to like the, the audience reaction and the experience of the members and, you know, 
because it, for me, like placing or getting a medal isn't going to mean anything if like yeah. you had to. If it only means something to you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if they listen to this, which I hope they do, I'm just I'm no one, but I'm a human. So I'm mm-hmm. impo- and I'm important in the sense that I don't want to make myself important. But and, you know, because I told you maybe and. But finals, I was with my mom. Anyway, missed the plane. For people, a lot of people know this story, but I missed the plane, didn't make it to WGI. It's the first, I'm 37, the, I think it's the third WGI or second WGI I missed my entire life out of mm-hmm. missing a plane. Um, and me and my mom were on a holiday because we. I just need to get out. And she's a color guard person, mm-hmm. drum corps since the beginning. I had the relationship with my the mother. I, I I was super transparent with you, stalked you, saw that your daughter is part of you, like your family is a thing. And we cried. I didn't tell her anything. I didn't tell her about the program. I just told her that I reached a director and you were a nice person. That's it because I wanted to see her. And for her, the program itself, she doesn't speak English. So the words didn't connect mm-hmm. to her in the same type of way, but the musicality and mm-hmm. I, and we're jumping questions, but I have to talk about this. Oh, the musicality okay. of your show mm-hmm. is unbelievable. You, I don't know if it's you or if it's your choreographer or if it's a mixture of all of this, but seems to me like you hear music differently than a lot of people because there were those little subtle notes and mm-hmm. variations in the music that, you made visual and Mm -hmm. that just we um honestly a lot of it um we I don't do anything by myself um I you know everything everything is filtered um through like a team of us Mm. um so you know there are a couple of consultants on one side that I have and then there um are the the choreog the other choreographers that we have um we call them the boys um because they're it's one of my best good friends sean and his husband um and you know they're you know teach color guard and you know so and this is a big group project you know um it's a big family affair um my friend that um i was speaking about earlier that we had lost a few years ago um that all of this kind of started with and you know has kind of been about marched with um my friend, Sean, Mm -hmm. um, who's now on staff at Magnolia, um, and has been, but, um, so everything kind of goes through like two different, like teams of people. Um, and then, you know, so of course, like one side is the more like abstract version of, you know, the creative side of it. And then of course the, the tangible part, the choreography and different things like that. Um, but they're, they're, they are incredible choreographers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, we, we all just kind of like, you know, pick the pieces of the chunks, you know, that we're going to work through. And then, um, you know, like once we get like the meat of things on, like we'll go back and, um, you know, make sure I, I really like to make sure that we're hitting every like musical note possible. Um, you know, every lyrical line, um, because they, they're also different. So, Mm -hmm. um, I always try to make sure like whatever's happening on the floor is being picked up by a certain section. Um, and then like the choreographers of the other sections, you know, if it's a part that I didn't write, um, you know, or something like that. Um, are just awesome at making sure, well, Sean's husband, Miles is a a middle school band director. Mm -hmm. So he's music, 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 you Mm -hmm. know, anyhow. Um, And so I think that's kind of, we all just, you know, 
really trying to, to make sure, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. I, maybe I don't know when it happened for me, but mm. I know I didn't always write this way. I know I didn't always like coordinate or, or construct this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I've learned a lot of it from watching Sean and Miles, like myself, um, you know, I, cause I've always felt like they hear music differently, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. I don't, I know. And maybe it's just because like now being at an independent organization, you know, because especially when you're teaching high school kids, you can't always write to every single note in the Mm -hmm. music just Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, depending on their skill set, like they may not, you know, be able to achieve it or um, I don't know, maybe uh, I think uh, the Magnolia kids though are just really, they're awesome kids and they spin really well and they, Mm -hmm. they make it easy for us to be able to achieve things like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, you have to, this show to me is a, is a masterclass on, on musicality, but to hear the, and that you said the lyrical side of things. And often (laughs) I feel people don't listen to the music, the voice, the, the lyrical or the voice as an instrument, <laughs> right? They listen right, to right. the words a lot, right? And which is great, but they it's a both it's a it both exists. So correct. But um, if you watch the flag feature or the flag build up to the flag feature, and you focus maybe on just on the on the female voice, you mm-hmm. will see the flag feature in a certain way, and then you focus just on the male voice, mm-hmm. and you will see the flag feature in a different way. And then you, anyway. So if you guys mm-hmm. want to understand what maybe I think I heard and saw just go see the Magnolia project in that perspective. And and then you'll see so many different things in that show. You want to know how they got fourth from prelims to second with a silver medal at WGI championship, or just to know a little bit more about their premiere in open class. You can listen to part two, where I talked to Jesse Price from the Magnolia project.